Gratitude is enough part 2 from the book Living Enlightenment by Sri Nityananda Paramashivam. Thank you body. A small story. A middle-aged woman suffered a heart attack and was taken to the hospital. While on the operating table she had a near death experience. During the experience she happened to see God. She asked him if this was the end of her life. God replied that she had another 30 or 40 more years to live. Once she recovered she decided to stay in the hospital to undergo multiple surgeries such as facelift, jaw reconstruction, a nose job and removal of excess fat. She also colored her hair. She thought that since she was going to live for 30 more years she would start with a fresh look. She finished the surgeries and was about to walk out of the hospital when she was run over by the hospital ambulance and was killed. She arrived before God and asked him, "God, I thought you told me I had another 30 years to live." God replied, Sorry, but I didn't recognize you. Each human being is a unique masterpiece of God. That is why no two bodies look alike. God is not an engineer, he's an artist. That is why each of us look different. If he was an engineer, he would have made us all with the same mold like in a production line. He has uniquely created each one of us, but we never feel that we are beautiful enough. We constantly compare ourselves with others and try to look like them. We never make our body feel it is beautiful. Our body is influenced by the thoughts we entertain about it. Every cell responds to our thoughts and feelings about it. If we feel gratitude towards our body, our body responds by improving our health. If we hate our body, the body responds by shrinking with disease. In the Sufi tradition, body gratitude is done as an everyday meditation itself, where every part of the body is felt with love and thanked. Everything is auspicious. Just celebrate it. One thing has to be understood very clearly. The whole of existence is an auspicious happening. You are part of existence, so everything happening around you is also auspicious. This is the truth of existence. Nothing that happens in existence is inauspicious. Everything is only a blessing for which we have to feel grateful. If this is understood clearly, there is nothing to complain about in life. If this is understood clearly, your very eye becomes a grateful eye. It sees everything as extraordinary. Nothing appears mundane. Everything appears as a miracle. A small story. One day a duck hunter went to the market to buy a bird retriever dog. To his amazement he found a dog that could walk on water. He immediately took it home. He invited one of his friends to hunt the next day and took the dog. When a flock of dogs came near him, he took aim, fired and silently watched. The dog walked on the water and retrieved the bird. He looked at his friend for a reaction, but the friend remained silent. He asked him, Do you see anything unusual about my dog? The friend replied, "Yes, your dog is unable to swim." Miracles are continuously happening in front of our eyes, but we continuously miss them. Only because we miss them, life itself appears to be dull sometimes. When we start perceiving them, our entire life becomes a miracle. The truth is there is there are too many miracles happening around us in our lives. just accept and celebrate existence with all its different dimensions and paradoxes don't judge anything you continuously judge what is going on 
something is right or something is wrong something should have happened this way or something should not have happened this way become aware that whatever happens in existence is auspicious in the whole world there are only two kinds of people the first kind feels that whatever is happening in the world is auspicious the second kind feels everything is happening against their will and things have to be slightly altered all the time such people will try to alter judge criticize and develop things happening in the world according to their ideas these people continuously suffer because of trying to change things all the time understand everything has a message for us including death and disease everything has something to teach us every incident raises our intelligence raises our frequency of consciousness you need to know one important thing there is no qualitative or quantitative difference between you and an enlightened being except that he feels contented in the outer and inner worlds while you don't feel that way you feel something is missing all the time just like how existence wants him to be here on this planet existence wants us wants you too to be here you are not an accident here you are an incident you are a miracle of existence this is the straightforward and simple truth don't think this is positive thinking no this is plain truth if you trust this truth you will automatically become positive that's all understand that you are a fulfillment for existence if you are not here existence will miss you all your wealth relations etc are not an accident existence wants you to have all these it wants to live through you fulfill itself through you understand this a small story there was a certain village isolated and surrounded by acres of cornfield the city was very far from it so it remained very quiet one morning the villagers saw a sage whom they had never seen before in the village he was seated under a banyan tree they asked him where he came from he told them I have come to spend a few days with all of you whom I consider my own brothers. The villagers were happy to hear this and built a small hut for him. Soon the sage started healing and solving many problems of the villagers. Once an epidemic struck the village and killed many birds there. The villagers reported this to the sage. He said, "It is sad that you lost so many birds, but if you have faith in existence and pray, the loss may actually be a matter of gain." The villagers didn't agree fully with him but since they respected him they went away quietly. The next week suddenly all the dogs in the village ran away. Villagers got upset again because the dogs used to guard the village against burglars. They went to the sage and reported this to him. He only repeated this message. If you have faith in existence and pray even this loss may prove to be a gain. A few days later a very strange thing happened. Those days there were no matchboxes. People used to rub two stones together to make fire or keep a fire alive in their ovens continuously. One day all the fires in all of the households went out. They tried to start a fire by rubbing stones, but nothing happened. They got very disturbed. They went to the sage again and told him what was happening. The sage told them, "It looks like some very special phenomenon is taking place." The villagers started doubting the sage. They started wondering in what way the sage was superior to them and whether he was in any way qualified to tell them such things. Some of the villagers proceeded to the next village to get some fire. But the sage stopped them sternly saying that they should not go. 
Early the next morning, some of the villagers started making their way to the next village anyway. Suddenly, they saw something like a sandstorm in the distance. After a few moments, they could see it was actually a large invading army on horseback. They were on their way, plundering the city and the villagers surrounding. The villagers hid behind trees and watched them. The army stopped ahead of the village and one of them screamed, Let us invade this village too. Another person said, No use will come out of it. There is no bird that chirps even so early in the morning. No dog barks, no smoke comes out of the chimney of any house. It doesn't look like a single soul lives there. The army turned away and went away. The hiding villagers ran back to the village and told the villagers what had happened. They suddenly realized how true the sage was all along. They went to the sage's hut to tell him everything, but the hut was empty. The sage had left. Nobody knew where he had gone. Existence is not an accident. It is independent intelligence. When you understand that it is an independent intelligence, when you understand that it is in a profound mystery to be experienced and not solved, everything in your life will open itself and reveal to you the lesson it has brought with it. Some people ask me, Swamiji, how do we express our deep gratitude to you? I tell them that the only way to express their gratitude is to live enlightenment the way I have just described it to you. That is the best you can do for me and that I can do for you. People ask me, what service can we do for the mission? I tell them, the greatest service one can do to the world is working for the flowering of one's own consciousness. Once this happens, automatically you will serve where required, not out of ego or to gain credit, but because you are celebrating and overflowing. Then it is not called service, it is just an overflowing. That is the way service should happen, not as a giving, but as a spontaneous sharing. Gratitude can burn your karmas. Sufism is completely a gratitude-based religion. If I have to reduce the whole of Sufism to one word, it is gratitude. You can see it in all the poems of the great Sufi masters like Jalaluddin Rumi and others. You can see the flowing energy of gratitude in their words. Gratitude makes you a nobody, just flowing energy. Gratitude is like a fire that can burn all your karma. What is karma? It is an unfulfilled action on your part that pulls you again and again to fulfill it. In order to fulfill and exhaust all such karmas that we have accumulated, we take birth again and again on this planet. Just by being with the energy of gratitude, these karmas get burned. Such is the power of gratitude. Gratitude.